welcome back to We Are the Batman. My name is Mike. And this is Matthew. Uh, we are covering an interesting topic today, but it is for the worst possible uh, uh, reasons. Uh, we are talking about our favorite Bane moments today because um, a couple of weeks ago, we lost a uh, voice actor and renowned stage and screen actor, uh, uh, Henry Silva, who was the voice of Bane on Batman, the animated series and the new Batman adventures. Um, he passed away at the age of 95 years old. So he hung in there um, yeah. just a few days before his 96th birthday. Uh, he led a, I mean, you talk about a guy who led a hell of a screen career. He was big in the spaghetti in, in, uh, in spaghetti Westerns and in crime dramas in the original oceans 11. Um, but we thought it would be fun to talk about our favorite Bane moments, not necessarily from the animated series, but just in general, uh, but I do think, Matthew, it would start if we just talked about uh, what we liked about his take on Bane in Batman the Animated Series. Uh, I mean, I think he had a really good voice. Like, I was a fan of that actor before he was Bane. He was a, there's a director named Alan Davis, and he had that guy always play the drug dealer villain mm-hmm. <laughs> in every single one of his movies, Code of Silence, Above the Law. Um, so I was, I was already knew who he was. So I, I liked hearing his voice, but then like, I think the thing with Bane is he, if memory serves, he's the first one who realized him in animated, in animation, because he's yeah. a relatively new character. Um, he comes out in the nightfall storyline in the, the early to, to mid nineties. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, I think a lot of times when you're doing cartoons here in America, you tend to forget the ethnicity of the character and just cast some dude who can, you know, act it out. And the fact that they let like a, a, a Latino man voice a Latino character, I think is, is, is amazing. Yeah. It's um, yeah, that was, he was a uh, Bane. The character was introduced in the year 19. Oh, I just, I just had it and I scrolled away from it. Uh, he was introduced in a 1993 in uh, Batman vengeance of Bane. Uh, issue number one and uh yeah the uh the animated series was the first time he had been depicted because it was so it was honestly not long after his comic book debut that he entered animation his the, the batman the animated series um started in 1993 so it was uh not long it was clear just how popular his uh his character became that he was introduced to that into into a series that revolutionized a lot of characters, you know, Mister Freeze creating uh, um, Harley Quinn, and and yeah, for them to in in the nineties, we weren't super uh, up on uh, uh, maintaining the ethnicity of of characters, so it was kind of interesting that we actually uh, had an actor who was of uh, uh, Latin descent voicing this character. Um, I always thought it sounded to me like he was doing an impression of Ricardo Maltaban when he was voicing Bane, um, who played Khan in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, for those who don't know who that is or, or was on, you know, Fantasy Island. Um, it always sounded a little bit like he was doing an impression of, of Ricardo Maltaban. So when I found out that that wasn't who that was, I was like, oh, could have fooled me. All right. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, I I I think I can I can see what you say because he does put on more of an accent. He yeah. at least in the films that I've seen, I don't know if I've ever actually seen him interviewed. He does not have the thick Latino accent. So yeah. it is possible. I mean, you know, 
there wasn't a lot of Latino actors back then. They could have been buddies and it could have been him poking fun at, uh, you know, Kenneth Muy Macho. Well, and also <laughs> since it was, since it was voice acting, they really didn't care who voiced who, uh, just as long as they sounded good on a microphone. So, but it was, uh, it was cool because I feel like that where the misconception, I think a lot of people have about Bane as a character is from Batman and Robin, uh, there's this kind of default thought of, oh, he's a mindless, you know, roided up uh, monster and everything from the comics to the animated series to more recent versions of Bane have really understood. Like, no, yeah, no, he's strong, but he's also incredibly intelligent. And even the even Batman, the animated series got that he was very cunning and very conniving and definitely had a had a brain to, to match his brawn. Yes, I mean, this is the. This is the guy who figured out how to not only take out Batman, but what his true identity was, which has made it made his little coup so successful. I mean, he's the guy who takes Batman out. Yeah, which is which is something that I think they've done a good job of maintaining as a characteristic about him, whether it's in the animated series, because uh, there's there's the episode of the new Batman adventures uh, over the edge where Scarecrow has everybody believing that Batman killed uh, Barbara Gordon and uh, Commissioner Gordon hires Bane to take out, help take out Batman. And, you know, at this point, his uh, his identity has been made public in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Bane shows up already knowing who Batman is. And even in the Arkham video games in Arkham Origins, like Bane is obsessed with finding out who Batman is and manages to succeed. And there's a clever plot twist as to how that gets rectified. But, yeah, it's it's something that I feel like on top of all the other sins Batman and Robin committed. And there's a long list of them. Uh, I feel like that was one of the biggest disservices they made was to the character of Bane. Cause he's just, he's just a, uh, a brain dead meathead in that show or in that movie. Yes. Yes. Cause I can remember being excited that they actually pulled that character, you know, because the, the thing of it is, is that more often than not in that time frame of comics before, like you would get the main comic book character, but then they would just make up whatever they wanted to fill out the film. So when suddenly you have Bane, who is a like I said, a very, very new character. It's like, oh my gosh, this would be great. And then you see the movie, even though I didn't see it in the theater, I knew better. But you, you know, even watching the movie going, like, what the crap did they do to this guy? Like, this is horrendous. Yeah. It's 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 pretty bad. Um, I tried to see if I could find some information about the casting of Henry Zilva. There, there's not a lot of information out there. You know, stuff like stuff like that from the 90s, behind the scenes stuff. Um, there's just not as much information to get a hold of, especially for a comic book property. So I don't really have anything to say as I far mean, as like, how they came out to finding him other than just yeah, he was I, an awesome actor. Yeah. I was going to say, cause you have to remember with exception of, well, I guess, you know, Mark Hamill too, but you know, Kevin Conroy, they pull from theater. They don't pull from movies or yeah. television. So given uh, Henry Silva's, you know, theater background, I'm sure somebody was like, Hey, He's awesome. Let's grab him. <laughs> yeah. He uh it's yeah, like Mark Hamill was kind of the outlier in that voice cast of he was a guy who had an already I mean he was already an established major Hollywood star because of Star Wars and he had but he had transitioned already heavily into 
uh, you know, voice acting, smaller scale stuff because he was such an uber fan of things. And, and he voiced a lot of characters, but most notably the Joker. But uh, yeah, Henry Silva is one of those. I mean, this is this is a guy who I mean, was just as far as in, in the acting world was 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 a, was a star. I mean, he was yeah. a household name. And so to get him on onto this show voicing essentially a, a supercharged luchador but to still play him with this kind of natural charm and charisma that henry silva had is is just it's so impressive yes i i i liked it very much and he's only in like two or three episodes it's not like he's in a lot of them he's not in very many episodes because also because the thing i also have to remember is that he is eventually replaced uh, by hector elizondo who who i also love i love hector elizondo um, but he uh, takes over the role, I, I believe, in Justice League Unlimited is uh, and Justice League. Um, but so they've kind of they, they shared it. But for the most part, it was Henry Silva. Um, so so but yeah, he's not featured in very many episodes because the character was so still such a new character. I think they weren't quite sure what to do with him because there wasn't as much source material to pull from. As opposed yeah. to like a Harley Quinn who was their own creation, they could do whatever the hell they wanted. But with Bane, since he was an established character, I think they wanted to just kind of limit themselves to what they had to work with at the time. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. So let's do that. Let's get into let's get into some of our favorite Bane moments, whether they're from the uh whether they're from the television show. Uh, the movies, maybe comics, video games, whatever we've got, uh, and and we'll start with you, Matthew. So what, like, what's what's your? Let's just start from the top. Like, what's your favorite like Bane moment? What's what's something about Bane that just goes goes right to the top for you? I mean, it, it's it sounds kind of cheesy, but it um, and it is that initial coup, that initial thing he does, which is. Um, for those of you who did not read the Nightfall thing or don't know exactly what he did, he essentially releases everybody from Arkham so that Batman has to go chase every single villain that escapes Arkham. And then when he returns after this like two or three day hunt for all these people, Bane is not in the Batcave, but in Wayne Manor waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to just beat the crap out of him and Alfred <laughs> and yeah. does the famous breaking of the back, which is, you know, part of what changes Batman for a while. You know, that, that storyline just kind of, you know, that's where we get Azrael. That's where we get eventually the reconciliation between Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne. We get the all black Batman costume in comics. It really is like a serious turning point in this, in the comics. But I, I just think that it was, like you was kind of hinted at before is like previously every villain was either really super strong and his physical rival or was incredibly intelligent, but there was no consequence of, you know, physical interaction because the person's like a weakling or just not up to par with Batman, you know, like Ra's al Ghul, my favorite, he, he has a little bit of that, but Ra's al Ghul is such a schemer and his intention is not to kill Batman he wants Batman on his side. This is the first time you see somebody who's just as intelligent as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, somebody who is more powerful than Batman physically. And on top of that, I don't know if you know, this is, is literally uh, a villain of his own design. 
because the venom drug that Bane uses is created by Bruce Wayne because he there's a storyline. Yes. So there's a storyline where Bruce Wayne finds this kidnapped girl and she's trapped under a rock and there's like water like filling up where they are and he's not strong enough to move the rock and she drowns. And he's like, oh my gosh, I've got to be super strong in order to do this and creates this drug that makes him super strong, like a steroid. And that's the drug that, that venom is the drug he creates and that drives him crazy, which is why he stops using it and never tries to do that again. And that is the drug Bane uses to make himself super strong. So, Uh, I had always thought that Bane was the one that created venom. No, it's actually Bruce Wayne. Oh, wow. Now, that was that story in the nineties. <laughs> that's, that's true. That may, may it may have been retconned. It may have been retconned. Yeah, there's no telling how many different ways that's been changed. But I thought that was also an interesting touch of the Bane is that this is a villain Batman created out of his own hubris or his own desire to try and be more. Not so much like oh, I defeated him as a villain and he fell in the vat and now he's the Joker. This is somebody who is like literally he designed him. Well, that's such a that's such a a constant running theme with any of Batman's villains is 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 a lot of the times in some way, shape or form, they're created because of something Batman or Bruce Wayne did. Um, it's it's that, I you know, we, we they mentioned it in, in Batman Begins, it's like, you know, we get gun, you know, we buy Kevlar, they buy armor piercing rounds, we get you and I'll oh, take a look at this Joker card. It's just like there's yeah. always going to be that escalation and Batman's kind of the ultimate catalyst for escalation it's it's the you know he's now something that criminals know they have to find a way to overcome to an extreme because he's an extreme and so bane yeah bane coming from a chemical that essentially bruce wayne created yeah that's that that again plays right into that theme yeah so it's great I i love it I love that kind of stuff. So I, that is my kind of favorite thing, even though like, you know, we'll get into like second favorites and things I think are funny later. What about you, man? What's your kind of favorite thing that you, that's um, kind of my favorite? My favorite Bane moment is in Batman and Robin. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, mine actually comes from the video game Batman Arkham Origins in just kind of the way he's used and portrayed in that game. Now, you, you haven't played the game, Matt, so uh, you're going to kind of be just listening at this point um (laughs) uh you're not gonna have anything to hear but they this is the one where they were like him finding out who batman is is such a big uh focal point in the plot you know the story of arkham origins is basically batman's been operating for like a like a like a year and a year or two and um black mask uh has hired all these assassins to try and take out batman and it's Bane and it's Deadshot and it's Copperhead and it's Shiva and Deathstroke and and it's 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 a smorgasbord of of Batman villains and Bane's the one that kind of gets the closest really but part of it is because he he takes it almost personally he's like no I'm I'm not just gonna take out Batman like I'm going to like ruin him and so (laughs) we get you get to a point in the in the game spoiler alert the game came out years ago um where Batman has, you know, placed a tracker on Bane and he thinks he's found his hideout. And what he finds is basically Bane's office. that just has, you know, the, the Charlie from, uh, it's always sunny, uh, uh, conspiracy board with the lines drawn and the newspaper headlines. 
and he realizes in this moment Bane's figured out who he is, and you have to go back to the Batcave, and the Batcave is just erect, and mm. um, and and Alfred's you know unconscious, and it's it's in in terms of the story of the game, it's a fantastic moment because throughout this moment, the, the, this chunk of the game story. Uh, Batman and Alfred have been coming to have been you know coming to a head because Alfred's like you are going to die I am not going to sit back and let you kill yourself over this like this is not I'm not going to let this happen happen and it's it's a very for a video game is a very dynamic uh, uh, character study into the character uh, study into the character and so this creates a moment of kind of uh, uh, it's a come to Jesus moment for for Bruce and for Alfred, because Bruce realizes he has got to be a bit more careful. But Alfred also realizes like, no, these kinds of people are out there and the police can't stop them. Like you need to do this. Um, And I won't, I, I won't say how they rectify Bane knowing who Batman is in, in the video games. It does get rectified in this game. I just, if you haven't played the game yet, go play it. it. It's an interesting take. Um, I won't spoil that here, but they 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 wrap it up. So so you you never wonder like, well, how does he know? But he doesn't know. They 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 deal with it. It's fine. <laughs> um, but also how he's used in later games as well, whether it's Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. Uh, yeah, he does. I don't remember if he shows up on Arkham Knight or not. I don't think he does. Um, I'm sure I'm wrong, but uh, how? Because by the time you meet him in his later form, he's kind of been experimented on and he's like twice his size and he's a little just kind of deformed and stuff, but he's still, he's still smart. He's still ruthless. And there's little touches to Bane in the games. They get like the fact that he still has, um, he still has his bear. He still has, he still has Osito, his little teddy bear, which in the comics is the, the bear that uh, was his childhood teddy bear. And then he keeps it with him as he goes on. He, he hides a knife inside of it uh to protect himself as he's growing up it, it's little little touches like that so yeah i feel like the arkham video games did a did a really good job especially in arkham origins with with handling the character of bane interesting yeah no i've uh i've only played a little bit of one oh, okay <laughs> i think i watched the youtube video of the the batmobile bit from arkham because i think that was the big thing about that is that, yeah. that one the first time that you get to use the Batmobile? Yeah. The less we talk about that, the better. Um, it was a neat, it was a neat <laughs> idea. Look, the Batmobile in Arkham Knight is really neat. It is shoved down your throat uh, to the point where they they shit the bed on a couple of boss fights, and uh, that's that's all I really really want to say about that. But it's a cool idea. It's a cool design. It just gets way overused. But uh, Arkham Origins is one of those games. It was like it was because it was made after. Uh, WB Montreal and Rocksteady kind of had their split, and so it was the prequel to to the first two games. So they brought in different voice actors who actually did a pretty good job because they had had Kevin Conroy and, and Mark Hamill up to that point. And um, but it was it was anything. The game itself was a little glitchy, which is kind of its downfall. Mm. But it's still it's a good game nonetheless. But yeah, how they handled Bane and a lot of those characters was was very good. Nice, nice. I think my second favorite moment with Bane, but this is a moderate cheat, yeah. is from the Batman animated series. And it's not really Bane, it just involves Bane. And the fact that they had a character that's dressed like a luchador 
and Batman does the Frankensteiner to him like three or four times, just uh-huh. have me and my buddy dying laughing. Like the like one, if you I don't know if you know what a Frank or what people a Frankensteiner is when you do a front flip and you put your legs around their head and then kind of pull them down into a takedown. Yeah. And it's just like one, if you were in a cape, there's no way that works, right? But two, it was just one of those weird, like, where did Batman suddenly come up with this luchador? <laughs> it was bizarre but awesome at the same time it was just like that he and he does it like three times in a row and you're like all right batman do your thing oh it's funny is that continues into the games because you come across you have to fight bane a lot or fight his goons or other guys who have been jacked up with the venom and like that's kind of how you take some of them down sometimes so that has continued to be nice. kind of almost a meme within batman lore itself <laughs> Perfect. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i going to be honest, and it was so hard not to make this my favorite, and it's kind of a recency thing, but any my second favorite is literally anything Bane does in the Harley Quinn animated series. Yes. Just just from a comedian, because I, I, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but I've said this on other movie podcasts and stuff. If it can make me laugh, it already has me 75% of the way. The other 25% is just overall quality. But if it can make me laugh, I'm already on board. And the way they use Bane in the Harley Quinn animated series is comedically some of the best comedy writing I have ever seen in my life. It is so funny the way they totally rag on the Tom Hardy version, but the fact that he's still kind of just kind of an idiot which is kind of their way of making fun of how Batman and Robin played him. But he's also just, he's just kind of a sweetheart. He's just a simple dude. You know, he, he wants, he wants his pasta maker back, or he wants the guy at the smoothie place to stop getting his name wrong, or he doesn't want Joker to take his food at the bar mitzvah, whatever it is. And having to be the guy keeping track of the corporate credit card usage. And it's, it's so, it's so funny when he takes the corporate credit card from Penguin's nephew and is like, I will be this credit card's reckoning, and he can't break it in half. I will fold it in half and throw it out the window. It is, <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's it, <laughs> when he drops drops his chicken satay, I will blow you up, you chicken satay. It, it makes me laugh every time. I It's just, if you haven't watched the Harley Quinn animated series, I, do it now like pause this episode and go watch all three seasons season three just wrapped and then come back and finish this episode like it is such a funny meta love letter to the satirical love letter to the dc universe and the way they use bane is just the best yes i did he is one of three things i think you know i can't say i love it i can't say i hate it i keep trying to go back and play with it you know what i mean um, but him in the show is gold. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we were talking about yesterday about the like, no, I don't work for Two Face. We are co partners. And, you know, Batman's yeah. like, no, you work for him. He's like, no, we that's work together. Not- <laughs> yeah, we work together. We are equal grounds. You're just like, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's, it's just, yeah, the voice, the voice is what does it. The fact that it's such a spoof on, on, uh, on Tom Hardy's Bane. And it's it's because it, it literally sounds like somebody just trying to do a joking impression for like their SNL audition of Bane from from The Dark Knight Rises. And they make his they make the stitching in his mask kind of change to based on his emotions. It looks like he's smiling 
Um, I, I, I one of my favorite moments of that will always be when he's, you know, he keeps trying to order a razzy zazzy smoothie from the smoothie place and they get it wrong. And he's going to go blow it up and the streets will run red with razzy zazzy. <laughs> yes. <it's- laughs> I'm hiring you goons to go on this trip. Make sure you eat. Not so much that you get sluggish, but not so little that you get fainty. I did just the weird, like, take it just, yeah, he, he it, it makes me laugh. Him and him and the plant are my two oh. favorites in that show. Oh, Frank, the plant is my spirit animal. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, um, boo fucking who Harley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like a main part of season three. So when you get to season three, you're going to be very happy. Um, okay. Okay. I, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's so many good Bane moments. I mean, even the Dark Knight Rises, I enjoyed what ta- what they were going for with Tom Hardy. I don't think the problem was him. No. I, I, I think where that movie falls short is just is the story's a little messy, and um, the, the sound design guys needed, like, another month to figure out Bane's voice because the, the sound design on it just isn't great. And that's not that's not a problem with tom hardy it's just it's the way the sound it's the way the sound editors incorporated it 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 didn't quite drive yeah it's it's kind of a weird i feel like uh i know he was probably muffled when he's wearing the thing but i I don't know where you guys were going with oh he definitely was i mean because there was there was that uh a lot of critics who got to go to like the comic-con thing where they showed that opening scene on the plane have talked about how the sound wasn't done yet. And so you really couldn't understand what he was saying. And I I found that when I saw it in theaters, I had a hard time watching it on home media, like streaming or on a laptop. I think it sounds better. I don't know if that means they finished it there or just because you're in a theater and it's big and booming and that can do a lot to sound if it gets lost in that a little bit. But um, yeah, it's I, but there, I mean, what I liked about him in the Dark Knight Rises was they got the evil genius side down. I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. He is very, he's a great strategist and he's, he's great at being almost kind of a cult leader, which was a really uh, interesting take to make him kind of the spiritual successor to Ra's al Ghul for the League of Shadows. I was like, okay, that's, that's different enough that I'm interested and it fits enough in with the character. But again, how the movie, where, where that movie really falls apart is the end. And even yes. with Bane, uh, that's kind of where that movie loses traction. But, <laughs> but, but, but again, the problems with the movie aren't Bane. Like no. Bane, is, Bane is done. And especially when you consider that we weren't that far removed from Batman and Robin. It was like, what? Uh, uh, ten, 10 years? 10 years? 15, something maybe like that. 15? When did Batman and Robin come out? Batman was 97. 99. Oh, so, no, 50, so, so it was 15 years. So, so it's a little bit of time. But, you know, Batman and Robin's Bane was so famously hated that when you find out Bane's going to be the villain of The Dark Knight Rises, people are already kind of like, eh, yeah, I don't know. And ultimately, again, he wasn't the problem. He was very good. Yes, there, there is huge huge logic problems with that movie that kills it. Yeah. But beyond that, no. Um, but yeah, I think Tom Hardy is great as Bane. I don't think there's anybody else without getting into the, let's not worry about acting and get into size. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I always feel like, look, 
It's never a bad idea to hire talent. No, uh, no. Yeah, no. If you, as long as you hire a good actor, I could give a shit. Yeah. Talent. There's nothing wrong with adding talent. Talent can only make something better. Uh, the, the best part of that movie is probably there's an interview with um, Tom Hardy and he talks about like the first time he came on the set and he sees Christian Bale, like in the makeup trailer or something. And he's like, well, you know, he's, he's, he's not that big. I'm bigger than him. Like, well, I don't know <laughs> why it's a big deal. And then like they, they go off their different ways and then they meet up on set and Bale is in the full Batman outfit. And he said, he just like got intimidated. He's like, Holy crap. He's freaking Batman. And he said, Bale just looked at him and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm Batman, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you think you were here for, man? It was just so such a, a comical thing of like, yeah, like it's different to see somebody sitting in a chair and then suddenly they're in the outfit. You're like, oh, no, no, he is Batman. Holy crap. What am I doing here? Now I have to fight him. <laughs> I love I, f- I forget. I forget who who wrote the article, but they they called Bane in the dark Knight rises an amalgamation of Lennon bin Laden and stone called Steve Austin. It's like, you know what? That's accurate. I will, I will accept that as being true. That's a pretty good comparison there. Yeah. Um, I can go with that. Yeah. But yeah, so lots, lots of great Batman uh, or not Batman. Well, well, there are lots of great Batman moments, but lots of great Bane moments. I mean, uh, I never got into Gotham, so I really can't comment on, on uh, Shane West's version of him on in Gotham, um, I abandoned ship on that show during season two. Um, I don't know if you watched it or can really say anything about it. I got into I think episode six was my like nope these guys are all dumb I'm not watching this anymore. Yeah, um, I thought it was neat that they got Michael Dorn to voice him for Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yes, that having was cool. Having Wharf voice Bane is just kind of special. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I really, you know, another version I liked, even mm. though he's not in a lot, was his version in the Batman. It was a weird kind of like I'm this stealthy ninja, and then yeah. turn on the venom and suddenly turn into this weird Hulk. It was just a different kind of thing because I I liked that he was a threat either way. Yeah i I had a harder time with that one just because of his 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 hulked out version was so ridiculous. <laughs> Like it was, it was ridiculous. Yes. Like it was, it was, it was the Hulk, but like maroon. <laughs> yes. It was, it was, it was just one of those. It was like, I'm because I just did that rewatch of it earlier this year. Yeah. I was like I am, I am trying so hard to be on board with this, but it is just <laughs> not. Plus they went through like three, they went through three voice actors. Ron Perlman did it in one episode. Clancy Brown did it in an episode. And I forget or the first guy who did it, but it was just like, just, guys, you know what, guys, just don't do Bane anymore. Just, I don't think you fully, because I, I think they had a hard time with, they were trying to, they were trying to do something fairly different with every villain in that show, which I appreciated. And I think Bane was kind of one of the big misfires. Well, and it also that like, there's difference between the prestige of what they were doing with the Batman animated series and, you're doing a Saturday morning cartoon, you know? Yeah. Like I think when you're doing a Saturday morning cartoon, some people just taking the paycheck, but other people, you know, no, I really want to stretch my acting muscles and this is not the show for that. <laughs> no, it is not. It is not. Um, oh, you know, I forgot. I'm looking at some stuff here right now. I forgot Danny Trejo did him in young justice. 
I totally oh, forgot about right. that. I, got, that's I haven't right. watched Young Justice in forever. I might need to go back and give that another look. Uh, um, no, it is what it is. Again, it's, it, <laughs> it's, 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 more, it's kind of like a Friday night cartoon. That's like the one you look forward to when you're a kid. It's Friday night and, you know, because it, it's a it's a it's a, more of, it's more like a preteen teenager show than a kid show. The, the the problem I have with that show, honestly, is that like the the characters that it's like any super ensemble show. The characters I like, I really like watching, and the characters I don't like, I don't want to sit through their drama. Like, yeah. please cut Martian Girl, Miss Martian, whatever she's called, Superboy. Um, you know, cut so much of their storylines out, please. Yeah. And, and this last season, uh, I was like, nope, nope. You guys fooled me because you have Nightwing in the intro and you gave him a new outfit and he's only in like three episodes. Oh, I, was yeah, like, I, no. I never got, I never got that far into it. So, yeah, but I'll tell you what, there's, there's, a, there's a Bane moment we haven't talked about. That's probably the greatest of all time. And that is their parody of Bane on South Park in the insecurity episode. And if you don't know what that is, it, it was right after the dark Knight rises came out and everyone, all the guys in town thought the UPS man was sleeping with their wives. So they all went and bought Bane masks, which made which made them all talk like this. And they all went and oh, ganged up and, and beat the crap out of the UPS. Man. You should have left our wives alone, Mr. UPS man. <laughs> Cartman puts one on. You should have respected my authority. And oh, it, my gosh. It is ridiculous. It is one of my favorite episodes of that show. I'm not going to lie. It's a really funny episode. Um, I'll have to find it. Yeah, it's um, it, it's in season. I'm looking it up right now. Sixteen, season sixteen, um, and it's called Insecurity. It's a really funny episode on its own, and then the couple of scenes they have where they're making fun of Bane are fantastic. <laughs> I will definitely look into it because I I used to love South Park. It just got a little. It uh, it, I, I I just did a rewatch of every episode because they're all on HBO Max, and it's a great it's a great binging like background show to have on just when you want something on that's stupid that you don't have to think about. And uh, there's definitely a point kind of in the, like around season 10 where it kind of dips a little bit, but then around like season 14 or 15, it comes back strong. And I think everything since then has just been some of the best. Okay. Yeah. I will have to revisit it and the yeah. baneness of the Bane. I like it. <laughs> yeah. If, if nothing else, just that episode is worth, is worth a watch. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. Like, uh, there's not really ever been like too many like truly bad things done with Bane, and even then, it wasn't so much the problem was Bane; it was just the, the stuff around him. But ultimately, a lot of this goes back. I think part of where Bane becomes so popular, not just because of his great run in the comics with Nightfall and everything, but the way that uh, the way that Henry Silva portrayed him in the animated series. I remember the first time he shows up on that show, and I am ju- I am in i am locked in there's a reason this character went from comics to animated series to live action movie in a span of five years like he is introduced in comics in 93 he hits the animated series in 93 or 94 rather and then he's in uh uh he's in that till 97 98 and then in 98 he is in batman and robin or 97 batman robin granted movie sucks but there's a reason that he hit that huge amount of popularity, similar to Harley Quinn, 
is because he's just a very interesting character. And Henry Silva is a massive part of what did that because his portrayal of him, the way he voiced him and really took his voice acting of Bane so seriously really shown through. Indeed. Yeah, I have nothing to add. That was awesome. You're damn right it was. Uh, so we, <laughs> um, we that is those are our big highlights from uh, the character of Bane, and of course uh, our our thoughts and our hearts go out to uh, Henry Silva's family and loved ones and friends. Um, Ninety five years on this earth with an amazing career, and it's because of him uh, we're able to appreciate this this great character. And we cannot thank him enough for all the years he gave us on on screen and, and on the microphone uh, in voice acting. And so we would love to know what your favorite Bane moments are, what your favorite Henry Silva moments are. Uh, please let us know. You can hit the link in this episode's description to go to our Google form and uh, let us know there. You can also let us know on Twitter, uh, Twitter at We Are The Batman. And you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea. And you can find me at Mr. J Ninja. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. Make sure you submit those comments, submit your questions. We'll do another Q&A episode once we get some more of those. And we will see you guys again next time here on We Are the Batman. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Catch you next time. <laughs>